bottom line. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the bottom line. Right at the top, I want to thank Patriot Mobile, Glenn Storr and his team at Patriot Mobile, the only Christian conservative cell phone company that puts their money where their mouth is. They help us to rescue children out of trafficking. They go down to the border with us. Uh, thank you, Glenn and his team. Check them out. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash the bottom line uh, for free activation or dial 972 Patriot, and they're going to take care of you. They have similar values as you do. Well, let's dive in. I want to talk dating. A good friend of mine um, has an amazing camp where they take teens and youth and parents, uh, parent-teen combo, father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter. It's J.H. Ranch in California. Bruce Johnston sat with me one day and he said, Yaku, one of the top problems today with our younger generation. Number one, their largest fear is that they're going to lose a parent. Second largest fear is that they're never going to find their purpose in life, which we see absolutely today. And then thirdly, is that they won't find the right mate. And that's what I want to focus on today. We'll cover the other two at another time, fear and purpose. But Bruce said, Yaku, they don't know how to rate a date and choose a mate. Nobody's teaching the young culture, and we'll get Bruce on the show soon, but how to rate a date and choose a mate. We're not teaching our sons this. And yes, how to rate a date. Is this someone I should be dating? Are we aligned? Do we have the same value system? Uh, what is important to this person versus me? Uh, are we equally yoked, we would say, in the faith? So we all know that there's been an explosion of online dating sites. So let's ask why. I've do, you know, dived into this. Why online dating site? Just because the internet is rampant? Or could it potentially be because we've lost the art of human interaction and we're losing the art of reading people and we're losing the art of being vulnerable in front of somebody in a real date scenario where you actually you are uncomfortable at that first date and eating that first meal? And it's not all about let me get to know you online or who you say you are online, whether it's actually your pictures, photoshopped, airbrushed or not, um, your history manufactured or not, but actually the risk factor of saying, no, I'm going to invest time and meet someone in person. Hello, COVID and lockdowns and shutdowns that just perpetuated this online dating deluge of sites that keep coming out and almost all of them end up being, being f filtering through predators, nefarious characters that go on these sites to find and exploit the vulnerable, the desperate, uh, even on Christian sites. So, uh, Rebecca, if you can, let's pull up a couple of these sites just by name. Just want to go through them. And Dan, if we can go to the screen, we have eHarmony, which is one of the, I, I think, the longest standing. Um, can you scroll? Can you just lift that? up just a little bit there we go 10 plus million members okay on eHarmony 40 million members on Zusk on Elite Singles 13 million members and so we can go on and on and on and they call it behavioral matchmaking okay pause there I'm going to argue a point and this is substantiated by conversations with numerous psychiatrists, behavioral scientists, 
uh, trauma-informed therapist because we work in the space of fighting human trafficking and we deal with what's called fractioning, with people fractioning their personalities. We recently had a girl with 13 personalities that we worked with. So you're on a dating site. Which personality are you talking to if there's fractioning? Because I argue this, people don't know themselves. They don't. Today, people have a very low understanding of who they are, their dispositions, what makes them tick, their desires, their needs, their wants, their belief systems, their flaws, the the generational struggles and battles they deal with, the demons in the closet, the suppressed pain and anger that they don't even remember, but it's there and it's altered their behavior. The root lies in their life normally. Most people form a root lie before the age of seven. People don't know themselves. So now they're going onto a dating website and it's a behavioral match. It's supposed to be a match to your personality, your disposition, your likes, your dislikes, but you don't know yourself. So you're manufacturing this self. And you may not be seeing yourself accurately because society doesn't allow your friends to be honest with you. Because today, if you're honest with somebody, then you're mean. And if you're mean, you don't make them feel good, which means you don't love them, which is complete nonsense. So we're not getting accurate input. There's not subjective, there's all subjective, there's no objective opinion coming our way anymore. People eliminate the friends in their lives who are honest with them, who say, hey, you may not want to dress that way, or how about we clean up your language, or maybe porn is not the best thing for you, or, or maybe serial dating. No, I'm seeing the younger generations, but even now the older generations, we're going to pull up some of these sites that are 50 plus, 60 plus. They are eliminating people from their lives that are holding them accountable in love to say, hey, there's a way to be a better person. There's a way to improve in a certain area of your life. Well, if you eliminate those people, you're reduced down to just looking at yourself through your own eyes. And that is a skewed view. Any and every single married man will tell you. Your wife does not see you the way you see yourself. She pushes buttons you didn't know you had. She helps you work on areas that you didn't know you needed work on. For those of us who are in the faith and our wives are Christian, they move us towards God. They challenge us. We do not have the ability as a human race to self-analyze to the degree where we can truly be objective and say, I can put my best foot forward all by myself. We need input. Well, if we eliminate input, we make true input and truth politically incorrect. We eliminate the people from our lives that want to help us and invest in us. Those are not good friends. Eliminate them. We all want yes men around us. I don't. I can't stand yes men or yes women that just says yes because you literally watch your friend go off the cliff and you go, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, snort on another line of cocaine or yeah, pop that pill or or yeah, date two girls at the same time or sure, maybe we shouldn't frown upon extramarital affairs or sure, maybe we should you know, join society and culture and call pedophilia minor attracted persons. No, we should not. Pedophilia is pedophilia. Sin is sin. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Those things are not fluid. Gender is not fluid. But when everything becomes fluid, you're reduced to just the way you see yourself. And now you go onto these dating websites and you represent yourself 
the way you see yourself, but you don't know yourself. Do you truly and have you recently thought about your personality type, your disposition, how you charge, what drives you, what irks you, what's your greatest flaws, your greatest strengths? How does the enemy, Satan, the devil, how does he attack you? Have you identified that? How do you self-sabotage? Which lies in your youth did you believe and you're making decisions based on that? How do you define love? How do you receive love? What is your love language? When last did you take inventory and have a real audit on you? Before you go and represent yourself on a dating website, which is supposed to match you by behavior, so they say, and they make big, bold claims, all of them, all of them, even Christian Mingle, okay? Let me share a little note with you. Do you know that we have had in the community of fighting sex trafficking rescues from every single one of those sites? People that have been groomed, lured, forced, frauded, coerced into relationships to do certain things that they don't want to do? Ultimately, it wasn't all that. And I'm not saying, look, if you found your special mate on Christian Mingle or eHarmony or Zeusk or any of these sites, a dating website, and you're married now and you say it's the best decision I ever made, hey, I'm so happy for you. God bless you. Still invest in yourself. But I still will, will stand on this. The ability to sit in front of a human being, look them in the eye and read them is a lost art to understand the subliminal messaging. What are they really saying? Their disposition, how do they feel? Do we pick up on social cues? Are we willing to be honest with them? Are we willing to have the uncomfortable conversation? Because you know when you have to correct a friend, it's an uncomfortable conversation. It's not one you necessarily look forward to. But yet because you love them, because you care about them, you're willing to have it. Those conversations are not happening online. And even if it's happening online, it's not eyeball to eyeball. You don't feel the energy of the person. They're not sitting opposite a table from you. You're not physically touching their hand. You're not looking in their pupils. You're not seeing their eyes dilate. You're not seeing them fidget, sweat, get nervous, get irritated. No, we have completely desensitized ourselves from that environment and made it all online. To the point now where, hey, let's just date in the metaverse. Now you got guys who have metaverse brides married to a real woman in reality, but having sexual relations with an avatar in the metaverse and somehow it's not supposed to affect his real life. Well, well, newsflash, buddy, it does because it's a physical, a metaphysical, a physiological and a biological reaction whenever you're engaging in love or intimacy, whether it is an avatar, there's a real chemical reaction in the brain that you carry into your real relationship. So, we've now gone so far as to cheapen the art of dating, courting, how to rate a date and choose a mate. Okay? Choosing a mate, rate a date is gone. We've now abdicated that to software. The software is now rating the date for you by behavioral science with flawed input. So it's, it's flawed, right? Because it's not in person. It's not you. It's a software program that's matching you with somebody. 
So rating the date is now a software program. Choosing the mate, that's a whole different ballgame. Today, in Gen Z and the millennials, and it's, and it's actually going into Gen X and, and some of the others, today, for girls predominantly, choosing a mate has changed substantially. The traditional woman is, is a lost breed today. Do you know that most guys today are looking for traditional girls? Guys have turned the corner to where they say, listen, as they would say, I don't use this word, I don't want to marry a hoe, is what they'll say. Well, define that. A girl that's been with many guys. The guys are now saying, 17, 18, 25-year-olds are saying, I don't want to marry a girl that's been run through. Okay, pause. That's interesting because I bet you thought the opposite. No, guys just, no, the guys are actually the ones who are now demanding modesty in long-term relationships. Now, the the hypocrisy of of it is they're still sleeping with anybody that will sleep with them. So I always say this, you want to marry a woman of influence. You want to marry a traditional girl. You want to marry a girl (coughs) that's going to be loyal and faithful to you. Then treat all girls that way. You can't sleep your way with anything into thinking you're going to end up with a relationship that's pure and honoring. But guys are talking about traditional women. Well, girls today are not traditional women. Most will not pass. We have two in our organization that I can tell you will pass as traditional girls. We have two working here with us that by the time they got married... You know, and, and, and I was blessed with the same thing where the girls are actually still virgins, where they waited. The traditional, traditional values, a husband and a wife, building a family, working together, standing together. The traditions that are tried and tested through time, those girls are just about extinct. Because now the way girls are rating the date is online choosing the mate they're now choosing the mate based on this thing called body count where girls will actually ask a guy what's your body count body count for those of you who don't know means how many girls have you slept with sometimes even guys right well what am i saying the girls are saying they want a guy with a high body count Because that means many girls want him, so he's desirable, so she's taking less of a risk being with him because he's wanted. And it's so counter versus, no, you don't want the guy that sleeps with 15, 20, 30 girls a year. That is not the guy. That's the player. That's not the guy you want. You want the guy that's going to love you and cherish you and honor you and and respect you. But girls are now demanding, so now you got a problem. The, the statistic is only 20% of Gen Zers, and let's just say over 18, because I don't even want to have the conversation about Gen Zers under 18 that are having sex, because we get into the area of child abuse and rape. 18 and over. over tw- only 20% of the guys 18 and over in Gen Z are having sex. Okay. 
but over 80% of the girls are having sex. You'd say, well, wait a minute. The girls are not going for the guys if they don't think he's in the top 20% for his looks, his family value, money, his job. So the top 20% of income earners or physically attractive individuals are the ones getting all the girls. But 80% of the girls out there in, in that age gap are, are what they call getting action. So the guys are not holding the same standards of you've got to be in the top 20% of the girls. Now, girls are saying, well, he's got to be in the top 20 or he doesn't deserve me. Then I say, are you? Are you in the top 20? So now this is creating a problem. The other 80% of guys that are not engaging physically, and I argue if you're not married, you shouldn't be having sex, period. But they're not even getting dates. Only 20% of the guys are getting dates. Now the other 80% say the following, like 45,000 last month commented on my TikTok channel about this. I can't find a date. I've tried websites. I've resulted and reverted to pornography and masturbation. So we are now building this insane porn culture class of guys who, does, who do not get any attention from girls because girls made the decision that they need to sleep with the guys that sleep with all the girls. Well, that's the top 20%. They need to sleep with the guy that earns X amount of money. We had a, a, a girl the other day saying, well, her, her future husband better buy her a $250,000 wedding ring. Excuse me? For him to buy you a $250,000 wedding ring, he's got to make three, three and a half, four million a year. Listen, sister, that's not the top 20%. That's the top 1% of the 1%. Okay? You will now prostitute yourself out. These are the standards that culture is telling girls they need to aspire to. What's his wealth? What's his ability to provide? Then I argue, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table as a girl? We have lost our minds as a culture. So we've got to be really careful. I want to close with this. And I, and I leave you with this challenge. Get to know yourself. Engage in real conversational relationships. Do you know there's a thing? And we're going to carry this into another episode. Episode. I want to tease you. There's a part two to this. Sugar Baby University. If we can pull that up. I want to pull something up real quick. Sugar Baby University. It's an organization that goes to college campuses and coerces these girls, right, with, with crazy sexual tactics to sign up to Sugar Baby U. And then they can basically go on these weekend trips and excursions with way older men that will always require sex, will lavish them in gifts and, and, and travel, but will pay off their student debt. The top schools in Sugar Baby U is Georgia State University. With over 1,000, I think it's 1,500 and, and 70, uh, sorry, 60% um, uh, of Sugar Baby U are girls signing up for this, okay? 1,500 students at Georgia State University. Uh, UCF, 1,200 female students. Alabama, 1,000 students on campus. 
are actively engaged in Sugar Baby University. This is sex work, prostitution to pay off, off uh, school debt. Let me let me read out some other names of campuses. Number three, number four is Florida. Uh, Rutgers, six. Uh, California State, Nevada, North Texas, Missouri, uh, West Virginia, Cincinnati, uh, SoCal, San Francisco State. Um, UCLA, Columbia, New York, uh, UNC, which my wife graduated from, uh, is from, University of Texas, San Antonio, Colorado. It is the liberal and the conservative. It's all of them. Girls are being coerced. So we know OnlyFans. Sure. You now have Sugar Baby U where they sign up and men literally commission them on a trip ask them to perform certain functions, parties. They lavish them in gifts. It is prostitution through our institutions. No question about it. And then you should hear in part two the stories that are coming out of this of rape, of force, of the girl going on a trip going, I don't want to do that. I'll sleep with you, but not with three guys. I I don't want to be part of crime. I I don't want to be complicit. I don't want to be in this meeting hearing about your nefarious activities. And I don't get to be out. Let's talk about this in episode two. There's so much to discuss. I want to challenge you today. Ask yourself, why are you on a dating website? Because it's hard to find a date? No. No. Talk to people. Be real. Be authentic. But first, start with investing in yourself by knowing yourself. Too much to discuss on one episode. Let's go episode two on this and do a deep dive with some guests on what happens through dating websites and Sugar Baby University. Talk to you next time.